Mait Cotton, Yud Chetamadalef, don't limit possibility. Brit Krutalis Fatayim. The Gemara at the top of Yud Chetamadalef paints a, a strange, quite a poignant scenario, um, a story of two brothers, Pinchas Achvadamash Shmuel, Pinchas, the brother of of Shmuel, of Mar Shmuel, um, who had a situation where he was sitting Shiva, he was in mourning, and Shmuel, his brother, went to be Menachem Ovel, went to comfort him. He noticed that his brother Pinchas's nails were very long. And he said to him, Why haven't you cut your nails? If you had a situation when you were mourning, would you just disregard your mourning and take care of your grooming and your appearance and worry about your nails? Or would you also, like I am, be immersed in the, in the morning and not really be paying attention to those things? Afterwards, There's a saying that comes from Kohelet that um, if a mistaken comment by a ruler can be lead to severe consequences, we see it even today. If a, an important person, if the president of a of a country makes a, a comment, he might even make it lightly. It could affect the markets. They could go way up. They could go way down. Uh, in those days, it was a matter of execution. So a king might have said somewhat jokingly even, off with his head, well, I wish this person would be executed. And his ministers went and acted upon it immediately. In the same way here, we, we say that the that comment about if you were an oval, would you be any different, got executed very quickly. The Itra Bay Milta Bishmuel. And Shmuel, the brother, did in fact land up being an Avel and ended up being a mourner. He lost his son. And in this case, Al Pinchas This time, his brother Pinchas went to comfort him, went to, to his Shiva. Shaklina le he was, had cut his nails to make the point that, yes, he would take care of his nails because al halacha, one is permitted to cut one's nails during, during morning. Uh, but he took the nails that he had cut and threw them in the face of his brother in an act of anger and, and defiance. And the, the Mephoshim say, of course, that he gathered the nails that got together again, one doesn't just throw nails on the floor. Do you not understand the power of the principle of Brit Krutalis Fatayim, that a covenant has been made with the lips, the Amar Rabbi Yochanan, because Rabbi Yochanan says, Minayin Shebrit Krutalis Fatayim, where do we know from that a covenant has been made for a lips, which means that if an important, righteous person makes a statement with his mouth and articulates something, Hashem acts on that. We have that with Avraham. Avraham Avraham said to his boys, who was that was Ishmael and Eliezer, you stay here with the donkey because you, you, you can't come any further with us. You can't see what we can see. You can't see the cloud above the mountain. You can't see that this mountain has been set aside with a quality that distinguishes it from any other mountain and that this is where we need to go to make this sacrifice. And the young boy and I, that's Yitzchak and I, will go until that place, we'll serve Hashem there, and we will return to you. Now at that point, of course, Abraham was of the opinion that he was going to be sacrificing Yitzchak and that he would be returning alone. Yet he said, we will be returning to you. And there's discussion in the uh, in the Mephoshim and the Rishonim on the Chumash as to why he said that. The uh, Ibn Ezra uses that to prove that Yitzchak couldn't have been an adult. 
Because if Yitzhak was an adult, he would have been party to the whole thing. He would have understood exactly what was happening, and he would have agreed to it, which firstly, the Ebenezer says, it's strange then that Yitzhak isn't considered one of the heroes of this event. At the end of the day, he, as an adult, had to agree to be sacrificed. And there's no real mention it's, uh, uh, of him as the real hero. And furthermore, uh, Abraham wouldn't have, had to, wouldn't have needed to have hidden it from him, uh, because that's what he t- said when he said, we will return he was trying to hide from Yitzchak the fact that only one of them would be returning, only Abraham would be returning. Um, but others take it that, that Yitzchak was an adult and he was party to it, uh, and Abraham and Yitzchak really believed that Yitzchak would be sat- sacrificed. But Abraham, by mistake, it's, it was a slip of the tongue, he said, And in fact, that's what happened. They both came back. So you see the power of the articulation of the mouth that even though something else was destined to be, by articulating with with the mouth, we can change destiny. By the way, we see the same the same we see the same idea on the next omelet. Just turning over the page, uh, we see the principle of being able to um, betroth the woman, being able to become engaged to a woman, uh, even at times where we normally don't require it. There are times of avilut, things like that. And the reason, the reason is given, in case somebody else gets in first. And the Gemara says, how can somebody else get in first? At the end of the day, that's bashet. That's, that's set up, and the Gemara says. But as the Ritvo explains, that the power of prayer can change that destiny. And we need to understand what that means. If everything is destined, can the power of prayer or the words of a mouth change the destiny? Is Shmuel suggesting about uh, Pinchas, his brother, um, that that his words caused his son to die and him to become an Avel, that had he not uttered those words, it wouldn't have happened? That seems to be what the Gemara is saying. And it's bringing a proof from that case of Abraham and Yitzchak. But there the case is somewhat different because Rashi brings the Medrash on, on, on the Chumash. If we go to uh, the Chumash in Pasha Fayera, Rashi says, V'nashuva nitnabe sheyashuvu shnehem. This was Nevoah. This was a Nevoah that Tiferes Yushalayim says, that Tiferes Tzion says, yes, it was Nevoah, and Abraham wasn't even conscious of the fact that he was saying something prophetically. But those words, Hashem gave him the power of Nevoah at that moment. So he's not causing, in the case of, of Abraham, it's not that Abraham's statement is causing the sacrificing of Yitzchak to be cancelled. It's a nevuah. He is foretelling that that is what's going to happen. Whereas in our case in the Gemara, Shmuel is accusing Pinchas of saying something which caused him to become an Avel. What is that really about? How do we understand it? To understand it, we need to probe quite deeply the meaning of, of a Balaturim. And a Balaturim is the... Uh, the son of the Rosh, who wrote the Tur, and the four massive volumes of Halakha, which is the basis of the Shulchan Aruch and all of the Halakha that has come since then. He also wrote a parish on the Chumash, he wrote a longer parish, and he wrote the short one, which we have in our Chumashim, which is just the, the short notes, particularly around the Gematrias. And uh, we tend to think of the Balaturim as the master of Gematrias, but of course, he is this brilliant um, not only mind, but this, this leader of, of Jewish thought uh, and, and his contribution so enormous to everything that we've developed. And this is just one of the things that he, that he mentions. And here he mentions 
the different number of times that the word Venashuva appears in the Torah and says that Bishut Avraham Sha'amar Venishtachave Venashuva Zachu Yisrael Lasot Shuva. This is an amazing thing. This word of Avraham, when Avraham said, Venashuva, we will come back to you, that created the power in the world to do tshuva. Now we know that isn't really so, because tshuva existed before. Adam has already did, done, done tshuva for what he did. Tshuva was created, we're told, before the world was even created. So what does the Balaturi mean here when he says that, that Avraham saying Venashuva actually brought into the world this power of tshuva? So we need to understand that tshuva is not just the Yom Kippur kind of tshuva of Hashem Nebagad Nebazalnu and regretting it. There's something more foundational to tshuva, and that is the capacity to change possibilities, the capacity to change a trajectory of events that, that, that is planned. And that, that this capacity, what Abraham taught here was, that can be changed. So when he says, Venashuva, we will both come back to you, Hashem, so to say, changes the plan. Now, that also is difficult to understand because we know that it was never Hashem's intention that Yitzchak would be sacrificed. So what we have to do is understand this, that, that Hashem set it up in such a way that Avraham would say, Venashuva. Once Avraham says, Venashuva, we will both return. When a tzaddik, when Hashem's tzaddik says something, Hashem doesn't allow the tzaddik to be disintegrous, to be dishonest. And so it, so to say, forces Hashem's hands to change the plan. And that doesn't mean altogether to change the plan. What we have to understand is that every, at every kind of pivotal moment in our lives, every moment that we have a choice, there are infinite different possibilities as to what choices we could make. And the plan for each choice is worked out. If we choose A, then the rest of our life is planned in a certain way. If it's B, then the rest of our life lives is planned in a, in a different way. There's just these infinite number of opportunities. Every moment is full of infinite opportunity. And whichever route we take, that triggers those particular opportunities, that potential into reality. There are many different potential opportunities. And our choices trigger one particular potential opportunity. The fact is that that Things were set up so that, that Yitzchak will be sacrificed. Hashem said that to Avram, bring your son Yitzchak as a sacrifice. He can't change his mind. Well, Hashem can change his mind. He can do whatever he wants. But, but Hashem doesn't do that. He doesn't just change his mind and say, I told you to sacrifice your son, but I was just joking. But what he can do is bring it about so that Avraham, in his capacity as a Navi, says something that has to be implemented. He says Venashuva, and Hashem says, right, that gives me the opportunity to change the plan because I have to fulfill what Abraham has said. That's the power of the, of the word. And so when uh, Shmuel says to Pinchas, why did you articulate that? He's not saying because you articulated that caused my son to die. They might have, the potential for my son to die was built in. It was embedded in reality already. But it's possible that the same as a person's prayer can change the bashirt of, of someone getting married, so maybe my prayers could have saved my son. But once you had articulated it, you're a great man. And once you had articulated it and said, you'd, you'd mentioned, you'd made mention of that idea of me becoming an avel, of me becoming a mourner, Hashem acts on that and Hashem executes on, on that. That's Brit Krutalis Fatayim, that when holy lips say something, 
Hashem brings that into reality. And what we need to understand so clearly from this is to be very careful that we don't say things that cap opportunity and potential, that limit opportunity and potential, that limit possibilities. We can think things, but but not to say it. So, for example, if you're uh, on the way to the airport and there's no way that you can get to the airport in time to catch your flight, be careful not to say, I'm going to miss my flight. I'm never going to catch my flight. Because until you say it, there are all sorts of possibilities. The flight can be delayed. The flight can be canceled. All sorts of things can happen to make it possible for you to catch that flight, although you're running terribly, terribly late. But the moment you articulate it, you're potentially limiting the possibility. Um, Do you say to a child, you're going to fail your exams? The moment you say that, even if the child has done no work and you know that the child is going to fail the exams, don't articulate it because the moment you articulate it, you limit the possibility of miracle. You limit the possibility of of change, of a turn in the trajectory. So when Hashem, when Abraham says, when Ashuba, he creates opportunity. When Pinchas says about his brother, if you were an other, what would you do? He limits possibility. And so we need to be really careful as we as we speak, when we in, in our business capacities, in our family capacities, in social capacities, even when we speak to ourselves, don't say to yourself something which if acted upon, will limit possibilities. And you'll find that if you can just keep your, never mind your mind, but your mouth open, not allowing yourself to say something that is capping and that is limiting, then you're allowing Hashem the opportunity to do the most amazing things and to open before you possibilities that you didn't even think were possible.